Good morning, Nicole. Um, so what I'm doing right now is this is a little ice roller. So this part comes off and you put it in the freezer and it's like really good for breakouts and things like that. My skin been tripping like for the last several weeks. So I just, um, I put some aloe vera on my face and then I ice it with this roller and it's like good for breakouts and stuff. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It's like a little therapy. Anybody use one of these? You guys know about these? What's up? Good morning, y'all. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. So we are back. How's everybody feeling? How are you guys doing? Nicole, how are you this morning? You look lovely, as usual. I got some sleep this morning. Hey. I think anytime I don't have to be in the hospital, I'm good. <laughs> I know that's right. How that's is that for you right there. now? Morning, Kayla. Yes, y'all. I'm glad y'all are here with us. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I see a lot of people, like, again, your audience, it doesn't, I don't like y'all. I just want to talk to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's more about, like, I'm getting something out of this, too. I don't want y'all to think that we are, like, engaging with our community and we're providing, no, we need that. Like, I need this, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. Nicole, you sound like a little bit far away. I don't know if maybe the volume or something. Okay. Oh, yes. So, yes, last Saturday we had our first online comedic yoga class. It was so amazing. Um, somebody is letting me know, hey, Jazz, um, that they had the re they just replayed it. How was it for you? I'm curious. And I guess now we can say you've officially taken your first class. Is that true? <laughs> So tell us, Nicole, how was your experience with your first yoga class? Well, I'm just grateful it was you. I'm always grateful because I know you're going to take care of us, and you did. You really, you know, did a beautiful job of setting up. No, not setting up. You did a beautiful job of explaining what it was so that my expectation would stay at bay. Debunk any of your myths about um, what yoga is or what not? No, it was still challenging. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not get it confused. I love that. 
Yes, it was very nice. The pace, um, is the pace always that slow? Yes, the pace is always that slow. And um, the reason why the pace is so slow in comedic yoga is because um, you want to feel the breath. You want to breathe in and out of the movement. You want to feel and experience each pose fully. So it's intentionally slow for those reasons. Um, some people are asking me what I'm rolling on my face. It's called um, Pure Botanicals, P-U-R. I got it on Amazon. I was trying to get some of those little ice gloves because I seen Tracy Ellis Ross. She was doing that in the morning. So I was like, oh, snap. But then I looked at the price of the globes and I was like, yeah, let's see if we can find an alternative. So this little roller is super cool. It's handheld. I just bust this piece off and put it in the freezer. I wash and I put it in the freezer. And then when I'm ready, um, I use it on my face and it just helps with like breakouts. If you're, you know, if you have breakouts coming through. My esthetician, Beauty by Devana, told me that if I get breakouts that I should ice them. So this is just really cool. And I'm trying to get my skin back together, y'all, because it's on the struggle bus a little bit right now. So, and I've also been using pure aloe vera, like from the leaf, and that's been really helping so much. So just a couple little tips for y'all. Always, always coming through with the tips. You know, we got to come through with the pro tips. <laughs> I'm loving the wrap this morning. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, I finally washed my hair. Girl, I had, I've been tired. I've just been neglecting. What I realized is I've been neglecting myself. And so um, in the midst of all this stuff, like my immediate thought was, how can I show up for my community? Um, which it always is, right? That's just what I'm always thinking. But um, in the midst of just trying to get things out and make things up, you know, opportunities available like the online comedic yoga class, like the Afro Yoga Academy, etc. Et um, I kind of lost myself in the mix. And I think that that happens to me periodically because I get so deeply involved in my work that I, um, I kind of lose track of taking care of myself. So when I'm looking at my toenails and my polish has been there for over a month, you know, or two, I'm like, damn, okay, it's time. So I go, I went ahead and painted my little toes yesterday. Thank you. Did a little red on them. I was feeling, I've been feeling red the last few days, obviously, because I, I, my body needs vitality and energy. Um, I finally washed my hair. I hadn't washed my hair in like three weeks. I was like, okay, it's time. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, getting back to myself and taking care of myself in those ways. Anybody else kind of feel, and the, the real reality right now is that I can't go pay somebody else to take care of me right now. I can't go get a massage. I can't go get my nails done. So I'm like, all right, well, let me see what I can do. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where. I'm hearing good things about CMOS. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Where do you get your CMOS mask or how do you do that? Because I know CMOS is a whole thing. Um, I will definitely keep doing my thing. It, it, it's definitely, yes, the, the people are responding well. Um, who said, who said CMOS? Try CMOS mask. Let us know, where do you get your CMOS? Haven't washed my hair in two weeks. Who gonna check me, boo? Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, there's no one, yeah, like, my shit was looking more like about, like, I hadn't, I hadn't done it since International Women's Day. So, That'll tell you something. So I say, okay. And I think that's, I mean, I just think that's par for the course um, for, for, for what's going on right now. So, I mean, I would encourage us all to just use use soft language, you know, because here's the thing, like, anybody who's had a kid in here or you're starting something, you move, you don't do any of that for the first two, three, four, 
for weeks. <laughs> you're like, I don't even know what I've taken the last shower. Your baby's clean. Your your business is looking right. Your website is fine. But you are like, if somebody saw me, you know, and I just feel like, but that's not an indicator of neglect. I think that's a that's just a that's just an indicator of I just had my focus somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't necessarily, you know, mm. I remember you're you're just kinda like, especially if you're excited about something, you were really riding the wave. Oh my god. Creative <laughs> flow. So yeah. I don't think it's oh I'm riding the wave of my creative flow, oh and I lose myself and I'm neglecting myself in the process. You just rode the flow. You were on that wave. <laughs> yeah, and I fizzled I the fuck like out. You coming out the, <laughs> out the ocean and I'm like, boo. Boo. <laughs> Them waves put me down. Yes, girl. Thank you. I mean, only because I'm I'm next to you and I'm witnessing and I know neglect and I know losing self and that's just not been my observation of you. Okay, well I appreciate this. You see a therapy happening um <laughs> right here in front of your eyes. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, I hadn't noticed it because the last two days I was like on that little emotional wheel. I was like, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling unmotivated. I'm feeling tired, you know, and it was all in that same stream. And it's like my wave fizzled and I got shit to do still in the next couple of weeks because I got more stuff coming for you guys. So I'm just like, all right, Ange, let's just take a little quick time out, get back to it. And, um, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Um. Shanala says she did a deep cleanse on Sunday and she's just letting her yes. hair be free. Yes, yes boo. Let it um, I think there is this impossible idea of self-care and daily routine that we get from social media that we shouldn't feel bad about following or looking like. I agree. You know, um, it doesn't have to look any kind of way. I just know what it starts to look like from the indicators that are there for me, which is like my hair has been up in the same bun for weeks. My nails <laughs> look look bad. You know, right. like I'm not eating as many meals as I should be eating, yeah. et cetera. Or I start to lose yeah, weight definitely. because I'm not eating as right. much. Those are indicators for me that, hey, you're, yes, you're riding this wave, but you're not balanced. You need to pay a little bit more attention to yourself. Right, right, so right, right, right. we just have to know our own individual yourself. indicators, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So giving to yourself as much as you're giving to something else. Wait, whose husband said they needed to shave under their arms? Hold on. <laughs> My self-care is falling off. My husband suggested I shave my underarms yesterday, girl. Why my friend texted me yesterday talking about her B.O. was kicking and her her boo was uh, a lucky man. I said, wow. I said, wow. <laughs> but that, you know, right? I think that the... But you know what? Go ahead. Shit, shit. Stuff is so, like, uncertain. That uncertainty is the word, right? That uncertainty. And then the other piece is just that you can be doing all these efforts and being super creative. But right now, where's the major outlet for it right now? Mm. So then you're kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do And you have all these great ideas, but, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. So there's just, you know, there's just things that you get excited about, but they don't really move in the way that you, you know, you hope to. And you just have to, you know, I just feel like we have to just, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. take a seat. Yeah. yeah. And take care of yourself. And take care of ourselves. And, um, you know, the reality is that me you know, not doing any work for one or two days. And when I say not doing any work, that's not what that really means. That just means me only answering emails and posting and da-da-da-da-da. It doesn't mean, it just means not creating something, right, for me. 
Um, me not doing that for a couple of days is not going to kill anyone, me or the people that who are expecting the work from me, you know? So, I mean, that's the thing for me too, is like, I got to remember that, Hey, it's, it's truly okay to just, let's just rest right now. Cause that's what I'm, what I'm being asked to do. So why don't we just take heed and go ahead and do it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, some things coming up in the minute <laughs> in talking about not creating, but also creating. Um, so I just kind of wanted to give you guys a quick update since I have y'all here to let you know some of the things that have been coming up and going on in case you've missed it. So, um, the online studio, the online yoga studio is going to launch on April 4th. It's very, very exciting. Um, I know. Yeah. I got to fill that vessel up. So I've been sleeping, watching Netflix, eating food. I drank wine last night. I was like, what have I been thinking? I should have been doing this. Um, (laughs) it helped so much. I was like, damn, I forgot. Um, um, so the online studio is coming soon. We've already got, I think close to 15 month, uh, memberships. So I'm super excited. It's very affordable. It's only $10 a month. Y'all you're getting recorded videos, two live classes a month. Um, and then special Can pricing. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. I just almost like my job almost hit the, uh, my floor right now. I mean, it can't get more affordable than that. And you're going to get special pricing on uh, wellness workshops with people like Nicole and other wellness professionals. Um, You're going to get special pricing or discounts on retreats as well. So there's going to be perks for being a member. And I'm really excited about that. Jasmine is one of our um, pre-registered members. So I'm excited to have her. Um, And then we have the Afro Yoga Academy that launched last week. So if you are an aspiring wellness entrepreneur, you need some additional support. There are a few offerings on there, and I'm continuing to build some additional ones. So um, Canva Masterclass, um, a self-paced course for brand building for wellness entrepreneurs is there. Um, You have a free Instagram guide that you can download that a lot of people already took advantage of. Um, Nicole, I know that you tapped into that. What were your thoughts? It's very clear. It's very concise, which is... You know, you all know Angie, um, but it's also very inspiring because it's a it's beautiful to look at. So it, it definitely helps you form like, okay, this not only what to do, but this is the benefit of if you if you follow these steps, and then it really gets you going. It really gets you have a journal, have some time to sit down, print it out. Yeah, because ideas are just gonna start flowing. Yes. when you read it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then now you have the ability to work with me one on one. So. If you are looking to get some design work going, I've had like three or four calls scheduled in the, in the next couple of weeks. I have one later today. So if you're interested in talking about me doing some design work for you, if you are needing like an Instagram audit, I have a couple folks that are doing, I'm doing Instagram audits for, um, uh Oh, Nicole left us. Um, and so on. So in, in the realms of design work and that type of support, you can, you know, work with me one-on-one as well. So, um, cool. Sass, Jamaican sea moss, soaking handful of water overnight to get rid of the sand and grit and blend it with spring water. Ooh, okay. I'm definitely going to get on that. All right. Let's get Nicole back in here. Um, okay. There we go. Got you. Good morning. Hey, Meg. Good morning. 
Um, cool. So those are kind of the things that are going on. You can check everything that's going on on the website, um, at the link in the bio rather in my profile. Obviously the podcast is there. Mindful Mondays is still dropping every Monday, um, with a meditation text from me. So when will we know for one of the first 10 people for the studio sign up? Yes. So the, I, in the email, what I dropped is that the first 10 people who, um, subscribed, Got, we'll get a pr- private one-on-one class with me to like in a group, the first 10 people. The so first yeah. So Sh- Shauna, I think you were actually the first one to sign up. So I believe you're in there. I got to double check your email, but I'm pretty sure that you in there, girl. So I'm gonna let you guys know, cause we already have our first 10. So you will be in there, I believe. Um, cool. So I want to kind of transition. Hey, Shannon, good morning. Um, I want to transition a little bit into today's conversation. So we are talking about, um, different types of yoga and who they're good for. So, uh, I think that one thing that can often happen and, and to your point, Nicole earlier about like your expectation of what the class was going to be like, and that I sort of diffuse that to let you know, um, you know, what to expect. And a lot of times we don't necessarily get that breakdown before we take a yoga class. So, um, to me, that's always very important, but what happens is that, yes, that people do have an expectation of a type of yoga or what it might be like, or maybe they walk in with no expectation and they get blindsided a little bit. And so what I think can happen is that, um, when you are maybe a beginner starting off or you're looking for a certain type of experience and you go in and the experience is not what you thought that you can get completely turned off from yoga and think that, um, that it's not for you. So this is the reason why um, I did not, um, what am I saying? This is, this is the reason why I wanted to talk about this conversation about that's my type, because I wanted to kind of help you guys identify depending on the type of yoga um, that's out there, what, which one might be good for you individually. So we're going to kind of go through it. Um, So you have many different types of yoga, right? Like we talked about comedic yoga. We've been talking about comedic yoga. Then we'd see the development of um, Indian yoga. It comes to the West. We see different variations and styles of yoga. There's so many different, different types of yoga, okay? Um, So yin yoga, I would say, is a great practice for beginners who needed to take it slow, who are maybe a tad bit out of shape, um, who maybe are a larger body person who is just has mobility, maybe doesn't have the same mobility. Um, like that essentially, I like what I've seen. I can give you an example of what I've seen. Just People who may need like a chair yoga or people who need yoga that's a little bit more limited in in the amount of movement so that they can really get into the practice, yin yoga might be good for you. And the reason I say that is because yin yoga is mainly on the ground. So all of the poses will be restful poses. This is also great for somebody who um, is looking to really just be able to relax and find restoration in their yoga practice. Hey, Jenna, long time. Um... So yin yoga for me is a practice that I started to lean into when I realized that a lot of the yoga people that were coming to my classes, you know, when I was teaching power vinyasa, which we'll get to, were having trouble keeping up. And so I scaled that down to a more gentler version. And we'll also talk about that. But I started to lean into yin yoga because I found that 
that level of pause and restoration was something that, um, again, you know, activates the parasympathetic nervous system, but also um, that just really allows people space to rest. Yes, I plan to take in yoga training next. I didn't like it at first. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. So A, um, yin yoga is a practice that, again, is restorative. So what that means is that you are in restful poses, mostly on the ground. Um, you'll have a lot of props. So you have bolsters, which are like these big cushions like this that you can lay on um, and use as, as support, blocks, blankets. So it's this really, really cozy type of yoga. Greetings, good morning. Um, and so the idea is that these props are there to support you and to sort of hold you up um, and allow you to stay in the poses for longer because yin yoga is a, is a practice where your poses um, last anywhere from three to five minutes, right? So we're not moving in and out of postures very quickly. We're there for a while. And the reason for that is, is that that amount of time being in a posture gives your body enough time to really start to open up. And it also um, allows like fresh blood um, and the stretching to happen in the tendons and ligaments and in the smaller pieces, um, not, not so much the bigger muscle groups of so some of those smaller pieces that don't get the opportunity to really open um, and, and get blood flown into them because you're not staying in the pose long enough. Okay. So <clears throat> it's a healing practice really. And it's a practice that I, I love. I taught it for over a year at, at a studio that I was teaching at recently. Um, yes. And it helps with flexibility. Absolutely. So because you're spending that time opening up, um, you will have, you will have more room, right? Cause you're breathing still, your body's opening slowly and gently. So it's a, it's a very gentle practice, right? Um, what I will say about that slowness though, is that with all of that time that you have in a pose, so A, first, we know that emotions and, and, and feelings are stored in the body, right? Puts a lot of, a lot of that stuff is in the hips and the lower abdomen, particularly for women. So when we're doing hip openers and pigeon poses and butterfly poses, right? And we're there for a while, emotion can surface. Not always that it will, but it can surface. So um, that you have that. And then also the other piece is that, hey, Grace, all my, hello, my mentees are in here. I saw Jennifer in here from Marseille earlier. Good morning, y'all. Good to see y'all in here. Um, so yin yoga, the other piece of it is that you have time, right? So it's it's like a very slow moving meditation, if you will, because you're there. And so aside from whatever instrumental music or little jams that someone may put on, you're just there with you, you know, time and space. And so um, it can be uncomfortable because different thoughts and emotions can rise up um, as you're there just with it. And so that can be uncomfortable for people. And if you are a go, go, go person that is always on the move, and Nicole, I'll let you speak to this here in just a second. Um, this may be an uncomfortable practice for you initially because the things that have been under the surface are now going to start to rise. Yeah, I mean, but, and as I'm listening to it, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> of course, the, th the therapist is like, this is wonderful. Um, but that's so true. Kuda, um, I think the, the world is getting a little bit of yin yoga right now. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. Put your ass down. 
um, and, and I love that, that, that it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, and I always like to say because it's unfamiliar. You know, discomfort oftentimes is, you know, I like to swap it out with, well, this is unfamiliar for me to really sit with something. Um, and I'm always a big person. It doesn't mean you have to tackle it in that moment in that class. Right. Just take note, just take note of it. Just take note of it. I was having some things when we did the comedic yoga because it is slower. Mm-hmm. And there are some positions that were that we were staying in. And I, you know, I. I had some thoughts like, oh, okay, okay, something's coming up here. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, you don't have to, you just, you just almost, you can tell your thoughts. Yeah, okay, you're coming up. Note it, note it, and I'll get back to you. And your brain loves that. You can literally talk to a bot. You can say, okay, it's like a person. You mm. can say, okay, something's coming up here. We're not going to get that figured out today. Mm. And then return to your body and your practice. I love that so much. Like, okay, got you. All right. It's noted, you know, because I feel like when we say, oh no, I don't want to pay attention to that. That's when it gets louder. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a stranger because what you resist will persist. And that's the nature of it. Um, Mm. You know, and, and, and so many times I think, especially for women, resist is an empowering word to resist is to empower, but in, the body does keep scores. So when you resist it, actually you're at, it's almost like a form of self-denial. Wow. It's almost a form of like, no, if if the person who caused this wound didn't see it and I don't see it now, Mm. it it just continues. So just tell it, okay, I'm noticing something. And okay. Yeah. That was that, that specific pose, like a, like a tinge in your shoulder, notice it. And then just, just let yourself know that, you know, I'm, I'm aware of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I always cue, and you'll probably hear this in a class, to breathe into those areas, right? To yeah, send breath. A great job of that. To be intentional about, hey, let your, let your inhale bring in new energy. Let your exhale allow you to help release some of that tension. Like, let yeah. go, right? You do a great job of that. Thank you. I, I try to be of service out here. Um, so that's yin yoga. Let me know if you guys have questions about yin yoga or if you have an experience, um, with yin yoga that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy. Okay. And Regina, I believe you did make it in the first 10 as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't want to tell you yes. And then it's no, but, um, I will be sending an email out probably today or tomorrow that will let you guys know about the, the one-on-one class. This is for people who registered for the online studio. The first 10 folks um, got the perk of getting in a private session. I'll probably do something else special for you guys too. So don't worry if you didn't get in that that first 10. Um, Okay, so yin yoga. And I'm kind of going a little bit, I might jump around a little bit, but my goal is to kind of go progressively from slower yoga to sort of faster yoga or more intense. So so yin yoga, boom. All right. Then we have... (laughs) Okay. Um, then we have like a beginner yoga or a gentle yoga, right? Which I would consider a version of vinyasa. So vinyasa yoga is a very common yoga. It's probably one of the most commonly practiced yogas that there is. Um, is yin best to work fascia? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, it's, 
I don't know if it, it necessarily releases fascia because there's not any pressure that's going to be necessarily applied to any part of the body to like release that web. But um, it will bring blood into the tendons and ligaments into some of those smaller pieces of, you know, that not, like I said, not the bigger muscle groups but some of those smaller parts um, that don't get as much attention. So it will be restorative. I'm not sure if it's going to completely release fascia though. So, um, I mean, you can massage yourself a little bit in the, in the process, right? Like if you're in a, let's say in a lotus pose or um, a butterfly pose, if you want to kind of get into your feet and massage your feet a little bit or massage your calves or something a little bit, that's something that's lovely to do. Um, and if you find an, any other pose that you feel like, oh, this, this feels like a good pose where I can kind of rub into my neck and shoulders and make that intentional as you breathe, I think that's wonderful. Um, okay, so vinyasa yoga. <clears throat> A, it's a, a very commonly practiced type of yoga and there's different types of variations you could say. So with vinyasa, um, the focus on vinyasa flow is essentially that there's a big focus on alignment and then there's also um, a focus on connecting your breath with your movement. So what that means typically in a vinyasa class, you'll go through like initially a grounding sequence. Um, you'll go through a sun salutation. You'll go through, um, a next level variation of that standing poses, um, you know, back bends, spinal twists, and then you kind of finish. So with vinyasa, a lot of times the way that I was taught, at least the first flow that you go through is slower. So this is just to get your body acquainted with the postures, understanding the alignment, because we know alignment is really important. We don't want to hurt ourselves in our practice. We want this practice to be able to last through our life, right? So with vinyasa, the first round usually of sequencing that you go through, you do it slower so you understand the alignment. And then the next time that you go through, good morning, Leslie. The next time that you go through, you would do it one breath, one move. So... Um, when you inhale, let's say, your arms will rise. When you exhale, your arms would fold. When you inhale, you open up, let's say warrior two. Um, when you exhale, maybe you come back to the front or so on and so forth. So essentially the idea is that with vinyasa, one breath, one movement, heavy focus on alignment. Now, um, the way that you can teach vinyasa, at least for me, or the way I've taught vinyasa, is that you can range it. So you have anywhere from gentle vinyasa all the way to power vinyasa, which is what I'm originally certified in. So with gentle vinyasa, at least for me, the way I scale it down is I still have a heavy focus on alignment, um, but I just move slower through the practice. So what that means is that even if you are doing one breath, one movement, I, I'm like, inhale exhale not like inhale exhale inhale <laughs> exhale you know which can happen in yoga classes sometimes so with gentle yoga i still i try to elongate the breath of my students so that they can really get the full range of the posture before moving to the next one because again and this is something you know true to comedic yoga is that there's what's the point of doing the practice if you're not really feeling the benefit of it in the moment, right? You want to be able to really feel what is this pose doing for you, um, pre preferably in the moment, not in retrospect, right? Not like you just go in there and you do all the shit and you walk out and you're like, whoo, I sweat, 
and I'm feeling good, but you didn't really get a chance to integrate the practice while you were doing it and say, oh, when I do this pose, I really love the way this feels in my shoulders. Or I really um, noticing, you know, that that my strength is building in my arms, you know, or whatever, whatnot. So you want to be able to really feel that. Um, do you do breath work before they start the asana practice? Um, sometimes. Yes, in a sense. Yes. So I like to start with a grounding breath always. So what that means to me really is just getting people to notice and observe their breath and then to start to build a rhythm for that breath. So because vinyasa is one breath, one movement, I like to have the students just focus on that rhythm of breath. So the breathing in, the pause, the exhaling, the pause, and to create a slow flow of that breath as a rhythm that they can take with them into their practice as we move quicker. So while you're sitting still at, say, in a child's pose, you are focusing on, okay, and you're repeating that, and then you take that into the standing postures. You take that. right? So that flow of breath is the same. You're just moving it throughout the practice. Um, Jennifer says, each posture works in the flow, finally drive to the final posture, right? Um, yes. So sequencing, right? So another thing that vinyasa is very well known for, and most, most yoga, is the idea of sequencing. So um, in comedic yoga, we call this geometric progression, which is, an, is reference to alignment of the physical body, and um, the sequence, so moving from one posture into the next. So you wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to go from, um, let's say, a warrior two to now all of a sudden you're in a pigeon pose with on the ground folded over one of your legs, right? That doesn't necessarily make sense. But it would make sense to go maybe from a warrior two to a reverse warrior, right? So you want to, you know, when you're going through a practice in vinyasa yoga and in a lot of yogas, you'll notice that. One posture kind of flows into the other. This is why we call it vinyasa flow, right? Because you're flowing from one posture to another. You're using your breath, one posture to another, okay? So this is vinyasa. So vinyasa can go, like I said, anywhere from a gentle vinyasa where you're moving a little bit slower through the breath. You're moving more intentionally um, through your practice. To And you're, you're always technically moving intentionally, but all I mean to say is that when you're moving quicker, sometimes you can lose um, the feeling of what's happening in each pose because you're just worried about getting to the next thing, right? Um, and this is true in life as well, right? The, your, your yoga practice is parallel to your life. Any thoughts, Nicole, so yeah. far? No, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, yes, ma'am. Hey, Kirsten, good morning. Oh. Laura, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. We're talking about different types of yoga. What's what? So, um... Now moving into something more like a power vinyasa. Okay, one pow second. Let me go help. No, no worries. Um, power vinyasa looks more like pushing you to your very edge. So in power vinyasa, a lot of the times, um, the goal of the practice is to push you to your very edge and then bring you back. So what that means is that um, you're... Hey, Erica. Good morning. Everybody's up here today. Um, in power vinyasa, the idea is that I'm going to see how far you can go. So how long can you sit in that chair pose? Um, what, what, what type of challenging poses can I put into this practice to really, really challenge you, whether it's your balance, your strength, your mentals, right? Um, a lot of times with power vinyasa, there's a peak pose. 
So it could be a wheel pose or it could be like a dancer pose or something that that is a bit more of a challenging posture. And so essentially everything that's happened before you get to that peak pose are postures that are opening up your body to get you to a place where you could successfully um, practice that peak pose. Okay. And then from that peak pose is when you start to wind down. So we call it, in my teacher training, we called it an energetic arc. So it kind of goes like that, right? Like a little curve. It starts off low, it comes up, it has a peak, and then it starts to come down and even back out. So the idea behind that energetic arc is to create, um, to allow the nervous system to flow with you. So what that means is that you you wouldn't want to... Um, the, the way that the sequencing will work is that you don't want to jar somebody's nervous system. So you're not going to go from a really tough standing pose to all of a sudden laying down to all of a sudden back standing. Now you're in a back bend, right? It doesn't make sense for the body that your nervous system is like, what the hell is going on? So with the sequencing and with power vinyasa, that energetic arc is to create a slow progression on the way up and then a slow progression on the way out. Um, so it is, it is still a beautiful practice, and I think it's awesome. I just think that there has to be more balance of the different types of yoga that we practice, and it can't just be one type all the time because we don't always need to be pushed to the edge, right? Me and Nicole joke about this sometimes, that as people of color, we're always pushed to the edge. So it may not necessarily be that we need to practice power vinyasa as a primary practice, maybe a yin yoga practice with a sprinkle of power vinyasa here and there, and then some comedic yoga. And, you know, so you want to kind of mix it up so you can get different benefits from different types of yoga. Let me know if you guys have questions or comments. Okay. Um, but power vinyasa is, a, is also great because what it does is it really does show you your strength. And when you walk out of that class, um, you're like, wow, I can't believe that I almost did that handstand or I can't believe that I was finally able to do that wheel pose or I can't believe that I got through the practice, right? That I'm still breathing when I left the class. So, um, you know, it's 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 a beautiful practice to be able to, to show yourself some, some of that strength. And that's what that practice is really about. It's about showing yourself the strength that you have, right? Um, can you recommend teachers training in the DMV area? Ooh, I personally can't speak to one that I know of. If anybody has DMV, um, Del is is um, Virginia, DC, and Maryland. If anybody knows any good teacher trainings in that area, please uh, drop it in the comments. Leslie says I did a two-hour hot power class and was like, "Hey, I did that exactly." So it, it's beautiful in that way because you're like, wow, I didn't know I had that strength in me. Like, that's a, that's incredible. Um, but we but we know we're strong, right? We know we're resilient as people of color. We know we can get through anything. So it's it's a, it's another way to see that in a physical form, even though we, we know that about ourselves. But all I'm saying is allow yourself to have a variety of experiences in your yoga practice and don't just be out here thinking that power vinyasa is the only thing, Right. And if that's the, the type of practice you prefer, by all means, that's cool. But just know there's other different types of yoga out there um, for you to practice, okay? So um, we talked about yin yoga. We talked about vinyasa yoga from gentle yoga to power vinyasa. Let's talk briefly about comedic yoga, and then we'll move into some other ones. So if you've been listening um, to the last few podcasts and just taking any of the online classes, well, the last online class that I did, 
and listening to some of the, the information I've been dropping on um, IG, you know that I've been talking a lot about comedic yoga and the beauty of comedic yoga. So a few of the basic things about comedic yoga, you have a couple of things that are critical to understanding comedic yoga. And um, understand that there's two parts of it. So Yasser Rahotep is the one who developed this this comedic yoga through studying hieroglyphics, through visiting Egypt, et cetera, et cetera. So there's two parts. There's yoga skills method, which he developed, and then there's comedic yoga. So yoga skills method has two components. It has rule of four breathing. So, hey, Rugi, um, which means that it's an inhale for four counts, a pause for four, four counts, an exhale for four counts, and a pause for four counts. So recognizing that there's four parts of the breath, inhale, pause, exhale, pause, and that each of those you would want to breathe in or out for four seconds, okay? Um, or pause for four seconds. The other piece of yoga skills method is geometric progression, which we just touched on, which is one, sequencing, so the flow of one posture into another, and two, um, alignment, so just your body being in proper alignment. So that is yoga skills method, geometric progression, rule of four, breathing. And then you have um, comedic yoga, which is basically sequencing based around what would make the most common sense to get in and out of the postures that we see on the hieroglyphics. Okay, so that's comedic yoga. Um, comedic yoga is also just more spiritually based. And what I mean by that is that the emphasis is not so much on the physical practice, but recognizing um, through your physical practice, through your breath and your movement, that you are more than that physical being, right? That you... Um, that, that there's more to you than just this physical being. And we know that this is a huge part of, of ancient Egypt. You know, there's so much study and emphasis on the afterlife um, and spiritual practices. So this yoga really is based in, in the theology of that. And so through the practices to experience, yes, physically the benefits, but to be in a pose, let's say like sahu pose, mummy pose, where you really feel that, yes, I'm present, my body is here, but also I am so much more than this and to feel the boundlessness of that experience. Nicole, do you want to speak to that a little bit from your experience in the comedic class? Yeah, that was I, after going through the, the sequence um, and getting to that place. I did, I've taken like hot yoga before, like long time ago. And I couldn't wait to get to the end <laughs> because at the end of it, I was like, Oh, I don't have to move. Um, I didn't have that feeling so much with the comedic yoga. Mm -hmm. it, it felt more about, again, what is um, what am I getting from this in this moment? And it wasn't about stopping physical, like, oh, finally. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I can just rest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about resting as much it was as a as much it was about deepening that awareness and knowing that we are more yes so i really i mean i felt amazing after that what was that sunday saturday saturday i felt amazing Good. i felt amazing afterwards i felt you know with with everything going on i felt transported from, yes from the, the things of the day mm -hmm. um and so I, I don't have, I, and somebody else can speak to this if they were there as well. I would love to hear if you were online yeah. what that was for you. I, I didn't feel accomplished, you know? Yeah. Like, like yoga, like you get through these things and, oh, I made it to this. I felt, I felt um, inspired mm. and I felt, 
I felt that Lifted? I really, yeah, I really felt connected to myself. Yes. To to the practice because I felt it was speaking to me. Mm, come on. Yes. Versus something to do. Yes. I, I, it wasn't. I was doing yoga as much as I was having this experience and being almost welcomed in. Mm. Like I, it felt very welcoming, and um, mm. you know, as, I think especially as a woman of color, as a person of color, to see some of those movements and to feel like a hieroglyphic. It was, it was really, I mean, powerful. I mean, really true. It was very powerful to feel like I was embodying, you know, in this time, in this day, in this space, I wasn't traveling to, to Egypt to go look at it. It was becoming real. I wasn't reading a book. Right. You were embodying it. Was very it. powerful in that way. Mm, thank you. Ooh. And, and, and I think the way you reminded us to like massage our internal organs and I never heard these things. Such a beautiful okay, practice. So yeah, we true. got some comments. Yes. I always feel a weariness after yoga, judging myself for how I performed, but kinetic was not performative and it felt that there was space for me in it. Yes. Yes. So oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yes. It's not about judging your performance. Absolutely. Um, it's about what experience are you having and how is that impacting you and noticing that? So yes, you are right there with it. I want to scroll up a little bit farther. Um, Shannon says the mocha yoga, can we sequence our slower flow vinyasa flows like the power flows as far as the build up to the peak pose cool down? Yeah, you absolutely can. What I would maybe say though, is that choose a peak pose. If you're going to do a gentle vinyasa, or, well, if you're doing a slower flow vinyasa, maybe even two, because your body's not going to be maybe warmed up in the same way. If you have people moving very quickly, they got a lot of blood flowing, they're doing all kinds of stuff, they're really open. So maybe you might consider a, if you're doing a slow flow vinyasa, you may consider a less, uh, like a lower variation um, or a less stressful, not less stressful, but um, a less challenging variation of that peak pose. So um, if you're doing a wheel pose, maybe you choose bridge with one leg up or alternating legs up, something like that versus a full wheel. And you can still offer it if people feel open, but I would phrase it if you're feeling open or if this sounds good to you or, um, you know, I, I don't like to say stuff like if you're up for the challenge or if, you're bo if your body can do this, I like to really leave it open. So if this sounds good to you, you know, um, but know that if this sounds better, you can do this. So give people that always make people feel like they are in the position of power to make the choice in your class, that you are not the one deciding for them. You're simply giving them options and they are deciding what they want based on the options that you've given them, like a menu. Okay. Like you might suggest, um, we're going to, we're going to start with this appetizer. This is going to be our main course. And then this is our dessert, right? But give them options within that that they can choose and decide how they want to how they want to cater their meal. Um, I never thought about practicing different types of yoga depending on my needs day to day, girl. <laughs> I'm right. trying to tell you what I know. Uh, Meg says you a real one. You already know, Meg. We out here. Um, do you talk about theology during the courses? I do. So um, I, I'm assuming by when you say courses, I'm assuming you're saying in the classes. I do drop a little bit of knowledge about what the yoga is and what it's about before I, before I start. Because again, I think that this is a critical piece that's missing in yoga classes, especially 
you know, you, you're going to have people who have, who know yoga, who've been seasoned in yoga. But like I always say, every time I ask, what does yoga mean in my classes? Only a handful of people in that space know, even though yoga is this multi-billion dollar industry that's now world world accepted worldwide. And many people still don't know what the word means. So that means to me that there's a disconnect, right? And so for me, education about the practice is just as much, the, the theory is just as important as the practice. Why? Because the theory informs the practice, right? So that means that when I practice now, because I have the theory, I can now get more out of the practice. And that's what I intend to provide you guys in my classes. And what I encourage you, if you're teachers, take a little bit of time explaining to people, this is what yoga is. This is what yoga means. This is the intention. This is what my intention for you is during this practice, right? So that people can have an understanding of what the hell they're doing. Because I feel like as teachers, we're doing a disservice if we're sharing the knowledge of yoga without giving people the definition of what it means and what it's what it's truly about. Um, I feel we're doing a disservice to people if we're doing that because we're making them think that yoga is just this physical practice when that, when it's not. So yes, I encourage you um, to definitely do that. Where can you get this training? Um, Agor Curry, let me know what you mean by that. I'm not sure if you're talking about a yoga teacher training or what exactly. Okay. Um, just waving to some of y'all. Oop, y'all don't need to see my shoes. Okay. Um, where do you get the training for? Oh, for the comedic yoga. So I did my comedic yoga with your Sarah Hotep from Comedic Yoga Skills. If you go to comedicyoga.com, you can find out where he does trainings. I personally invited him to come to Sacramento and do a training. I organized a group of people for him, so he may be open to that. If you are in an area where you think you can round up a group of people who would like to take the training. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to come. This is what he does. He does these trainings worldwide. Um, and I, and he's really passionate about this work. So if you have a good size enough group, I am pretty sure that he will come to you. Oh, I'm sending air hugs. I'm sending air hugs. Somebody said they want to hug me. Oh, much love. I liked your thought about how yoga and meditation original purpose was to prepare the ones afterlife. Complete opposite of how yoga is now practiced being a senior. I'm more interested in the breath. Yes. And we've been talking about breath, right? We've been talking about how the power of breath is so incredible because it's the only system in your body that functions voluntarily and involuntarily. And that has a direct correlation to your nervous system, which means that if you practice a specific type of breath, you can either calm yourself or energize yourself, which is incredible. So um, breathing is, is, is a huge piece of the practice and very important. Um, but more importantly is just to really actually feel and notice the effects and the impact that the practice is having on you. And I think that this is just an area that a lot of teachers are not um, focusing on because, fuck, I don't know why, but they just not. So I encourage you, if you're a teacher, to take a moment to, at some point in the practice or throughout the practice, allow people to check in and notice the effect of the breathing, the effect of the postures on them. And this is something I didn't really think about until I took my comedic teacher training, but I was like, wow, that makes so much fucking sense. Just tell people to check in and notice how they're feeling and what the impact is and what this does. Nicole, I know you're big on this is like, it allows that memory and that positive, um, what would you call it? I, I don't have the term. Yeah. I mean, what it really does is when you have awareness, you get the, I always say your power is choice. So when you start developing an awareness, then you you have more you have more engagement with it. You have more buy-in with 
investment. You have more investment, you know. And I, I like what you're, what you're, what you're alerting people to and, and letting people know because I've, I've listened to you teach. Although this is my first class with you, I've listened to you teach and how you say things like, "And if this feels good for you, if this sounds right for your body, you know." It's really asking people to then ask themselves versus. Oh, she. There's an expectation, and if I do this next level thing, my instructor's gonna be proud of me. <laughs> you know, yes. Because some of us, you know, we're still stuck in trying to impress. Sometimes when we're in these classes, or yeah. are we? You know, you want to You want to do more than the person next to you. I mean, it, it, we're still human. So I really like how you phrase things, and I really like how you're bringing it back to, hey, what are you getting out of this? Mm-hmm. And when you start to develop an awareness. What am I getting out of this? How does this feel for me? Then I think that's why you 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 commit mm-hmm. to the practice. Right. So you've been very honest about how where you were in the place where yoga found you, mm-hmm. and how you. I think you do such a good. I think you do a phenomenal job of having people connect to their why. Mm. When you know your why, people come to me for therapy. They have a why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There is no, why are you coming here? They're, they're pretty, yeah, yeah, you came for yoga or competition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but there's a, there's a why, you know, and and, and your why is going to change. Yeah. You know, when you, day to day, yoga, you may think it's the sweat, it's to, it's the stretch. And then it may develop and evolve to the breath, as someone was saying. So I just think you help people connect to their why. And I just think, you know, right now there's a lot of uncertainty. So what was why two weeks ago is not what your why is today, but with something like comedic practice and a practice of yoga, it that's your why you can hold on to. Yes. You know, you get to hold on to that why. Ooh, I love that. And this is where yeah. just, you know, fostering that connection with yourself will allow you to know what your why is in a different given moment. Cause this can change day to day. It can change in an hour. It can change in a minute, right? Like what do I need right now? What do I need to get out of my practice right now? Okay. Right now I really just want to lay down. Let me practice some yin yoga, right? Or I need to sweat. I got to work some shit out. Let me get into some power vinyasa, right? Or I want to be in a meditative state. Let me get into this comedic yoga. So depending on where you are, there's different variations. And we're going to talk about a few more. Leslie says, if you don't connect your to your why, how do you find your center? Right. Yeah, it's very important. You're, you're, where you are, um, when you use that as a reference to guide some of your decisions, it's very helpful because it's a navigation tool. It's like a compass, right? Yes. Yeah. Because remember when we were, you know, you're kids and you have to eat it. You have to take whatever. But when you get a certain age and somebody asks you, you go, why? You all, like, as soon as you get a little bit older and you're able to start questioning, because you want to know, why do you want me to do that? Yes. What am I going to get out of? Why yes. do you have us reading these books? Yes. You know, you start, your consciousness starts to grow and your connection with self starts to question, but why? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's, it, I don't think it's a bad thing to ask yourself, why do I want to do this type of yoga today? Cause I think it helps you listen to yourself. Yes. You know, we got that thing I'd really like to shake off. Yes. You know, we got that thing that, you know, I'm really feeling low right now. I, and, and it's okay for us to do yin today. Right. That is a way of connecting with yourself, Big listening time. to yourself and honoring your why. Honoring your why, honoring where you're at and allowing all that to happen without judgment. 
right? Like it's okay if you were in a handstand yesterday and today all you can muster up is a supported butterfly. Like it's okay, you know, just let yourself be wherever you are. Every day is going to look different. And that's just the reality of life, not only in your yoga practice, but in your day-to-day life. Again, yoga is such a mirror. They say that your yoga mat is just a mirror. It shows you yourself. It shows you to yourself. It really does. Um, Okay. So let's talk about a couple more types of yoga. So we have Kundalini yoga. Um, Shannon, if you're still here, you can tap in and let us know your experience with this. I am not big on Kundalini yoga and I will share with you why. But I know that it's an incredible practice for a lot of people, and I want to talk to you guys about um, some of the benefits and things that I'm aware of. So kundalini yoga, we, this is also present in comedic yoga. That's why I love comedic, because comedic is everything. Everything is in comedic yoga. Um, kundalini yoga has to do with opening um, the chakras, right, and flowing energy through the chakras. So there are different movements that you do repetitively um, you know, there's, there's jumping, there is movements with the arms. It looks, I ain't gonna lie. The first time I saw it in the flesh, I was like, this shit look cultish. I ain't gonna lie. It looked, I was like, damn, this shit kind of, and that's probably my own stuff. I don't know where I get, got that from. That's my own shit. So please don't let that taint your, your vision of it. But I was like, wow, this is, this feels, in, this feels intense. So there's breath, uh, certain types of breathing. There's a lot of movement in the spine. There's jumping, there's different things, there's chanting even. Um, and it, it, yes, Shannon, it gets a little crazy, right? Um, but what what people have said that they experience is like this transcendental spiritual experience. Um, so um, yeah, tell me more if you practice regularly and what you love about the practice. Um, so we know that the chakras are energy centers that are lined up through your spine. So the first one starts at your uh, lower abdomen, where your life force begins, right? Where we create life. And then the last one is up here on your crown. That's the seventh chakra that connects you to the heavens. So in between the two, you have um, five more. And so one's at your, like at your, um, at your belly. One is at your solar plexus, right at your, like underneath your breastplate, right in the center where your diaphragm is. You have your heart chakra, you have your throat chakra, you have your third eye chakra, and your crown. So you have these different energy centers. And the idea is that um, each energy center is like, any energy center could be vibrating at a different frequency. And sometimes what happens is that these energy centers can get blocked or clogged um, because there is emotions and things that we are holding in those places. So um, certain movements, sounds, etc. That's why sometimes you hear people talking about certain sound bowls that are tuned to certain chakras, those sounds at that particular vibration are um, focused on opening that particular center of your, you know, that particular um, chakra. (laughs) Okay. Tell me why you was afraid and what you got out of it. Somebody said they did it once. It's a little bit out there. I'm not going to lie. So the Kundalini yoga would be for someone who is very adventurous and open-minded. Someone who is uh, willing to try something new and out of the box. Um, someone who is maybe looking for a unique sort of transcend. Y'all know they cut us off. Okay. 
Okay, and I'm waiting for Nicole to hop on. Yes, we back in this. Okay, I think we had got to our hour already. Hey, okay, y'all. So, yeah. so, um, where was I at? So, Kundalini. So, it's for somebody who's adventurous, who's open, um, who is interested in in maybe more of the spiritual aspects of the practice, right? Um, who wants to? And so, here's the piece that I um that I think is important to remember. Kundalini yoga, because it is focused on opening your energy channels, you want to be mindful because you don't want to blast open and now you're dealing with stuff later. So I, I, again, I can't speak to it all the way because I have not practiced Kundalini yoga specifically for this reason, because I think that opening too quickly is not necessarily a good thing. So I, I, I believe in more of an intentional opening. Um, but again, I can't fully say because I haven't practiced this type of yoga. If, if someone in here has practiced Kundalini and has felt an opening or has can, can speak to like what you felt afterwards or in the days coming, I would love to know. But again, we're spiritual beings and the things that we do on a physical level will impact um, will impact us. So let's read some of the comments. Leslie, the group you're with, the person guiding all that have to take into consideration. Yes, there's a lot of energy floating around, right? And so if you're wide open and now you're picking up other people's shit, you're taking stuff home with you. You know, you're picking up more than you than you left. So this is just something to, to keep in mind. Um, Dom Magic Kwan, I love this name. One kundalini class had me doing kangaroo hops. <laughs> I can appreciate its benefits. a powerful practice. Yes, it can open you all the way up. Went through an interesting period when I practiced. Yes. Yeah. So you want to, you know, you might have to call your therapist, you know what I'm saying, afterwards, or who knows who, because you might need some additional support to deal with what's come up. For me, I'm a person who's incredibly sensitive, so I wouldn't go to, um, I probably wouldn't go to a kundalini class because I can open up quickly. I already do that at home in my meditation, so I'm like, I don't need extra. So uh, you have to just know yourself. If you are maybe blocked up and looking to open up, great practice to, to consider. Again, if you're really open and looking to explore different types of spiritual practices, yes. What I would recommend is just that you protect yourself energetically before you go in there. And what I do is I just imagine a white fire with a silver flame, or you can imagine yourself maybe under a waterfall. Um, and I use that energy to protect. I give it motion and I place it all the way around myself and create a big energetic bubble that um, protects my energy field. So something important to think about, even if you're just going to a regular class. Leslie says, yes, definitely had a wide open experience. And I turned into Nicki Minaj's monster verse. I can't do it with you. Oh, my gosh. Girl, I'm trying to tell you. That's the thing. Um, okay, Nike, I see you, boots. Shannon, the classes that I've attended has also had an intention. We end up with meditations that open up and helped with a lot for me. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, I need to try to do more research before I try again. Everything ain't for everybody. That's the thing. So, you know, yeah. And I believe in, I believe in trying everything once, you know? Um, and yeah, if you're very open, you might really be picking up everybody's energy because imagine that people are going into a practice to release stuff, right? So that stuff is, is out is as people are letting it go. If people are not intentionally trying to transmute that energy or encapsulate that energy, you know, visually or with intention, then that stuff is just there. And so, um, 
what I've learned from my spiritual studies with um, At Light Color Energy Healing, my spiritual teachers that I've had for probably 20 years now, what I've learned is that the areas of your yourself, your body that are, let's say, weakened is where stuff can attach into. So if you are dealing with um, brokenheartedness or if you are feeling low self-esteem, uh, et cetera, those are the areas where energies can attach into because they're they're weakened. So we have to release and then fortify those areas by building them up with positive energy, with light color energy, et cetera, to build strength in those areas so that things can't just be attaching into you. That's why it's very important to protect your energy field every single day and to notice where in your field you feel heaviness or where you feel certain energy so that you can release it and then fill it back up with love, fill it back up with light, fill it up with, um, which is good, positive, high vibrating energy. Nicole, do you have any practices like that in your therapy? Well, I mean, as, as you're talking, um, you know, there, there is group therapy. And so the terminology that we tend to use is triggered. Mm. So if you, someone is talking and then as you're sitting there, somebody gets triggered. Um, I love you too, Nike. You know I do. Um, and so that that is huge. And we talk about how to protect yourself or how to keep yourself in a place where you can observe it. So that's yes. one of the things that we do. We, we move into observer so that you're not the thing. Yes. Yeah. But um, that's, yeah, especially when you're you're in groups, it can be, yeah, it's it's very, we, again, we say triggering. Um, there are different, there are different therapies that really kind of get at things and then people are not ready. Yeah. And people are like, you know, and I, you know, we, we've talked a lot, you know, inner child work. It sounds fun, <laughs> but inner child work is, it's not for everybody. It is, it's pretty, um, it's, it can be really intense. People. Yeah. It can be very intense for some people. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you're feeling something, and I, I think you do a good job of it, but I also just like to give people permission that you don't have to suck it up and get through it. If you're in a class and or if you're in a group setting, you can excuse yourself. Yes, you can. You do not have to stay in that group, in that circle. Well, I came and I paid right. and I'm sitting Right. No. If something feels, um, and we'll just use words because your your brain will start to tell you danger, mm. not safe, don't feel good. Abort, abort, abort. Abort, abort. You know, when you start getting those messages from your body, get out. Yeah. We're out now. We're not little kids. You know, we, we came, we tried, we saw, I've, I've walked into things and left five minutes into it. Period. <laughs> it's not for me. The energy ain't right for me right here. <laughs> Right. So, you know, you have the power of choice. Yes. Um, okay. Um, Leslie said, in my opinion, Kundalini should be one or on one or with a group where everybody wants everybody to be good without a good group. You might be opening up yourself to bad mind. Yeah. There could be different stuff that, that again, that surfaces. So yes, being very mindful about the type of groups that you're in you know, who's leading the group, et cetera. I always like to do a little research. So yeah, you want to just educate yourself and know that, Hey, this is, these are the potential benefits of this practice. These are some of the things that I could potentially experience as a result of this practice. So just know, just know information is everything. And then you can decide. Okay. So we had Kundalini, 
Um, you have, I want to talk real quickly about hot yoga because there's, there's two different things. There is, um, Bikram yoga, which is practiced in 105 degree studio traditionally and goes through a series of 26 postures. And then those postures are repeated. So you don't, there's no creativity in the sequencing in the sense that you can't just change it up. Those are the particular sequences. And, um, that's what happens in that temperature studio. Now, hot yoga is just any yoga that is practiced in a hot studio. So you could be practicing vinyasa yoga. Yeah, exactly. You could be practicing vinyasa. You're just in a warm studio. You may you may be in a heated studio. You may not. The benefits of a heated studio are that typically it does allow your body to open up more. This could be the same as, um, you know, when we were in our comedic teacher training, Yasser talked about the the training he does in, in Negril in Jamaica and how that's awesome because it's warm. And so the bodies are warm and open and you're able to have more f- flexibility and fluidity in your movements. Um, when you're in colder weather, maybe not so much or in a cold room, not so much. So um, just know that the heated studio, that the purpose of that is really just to allow your body to open up more. Um, and so everybody, again, everything ain't for everybody. So hot yoga may not be for you. Or if you're new to a class and you walk into a hot yoga class and you're not sure how your body's going to take that because you might have low, low blood pressure or whatever the case may be, you might feel a little woozy or whatever in the class. I always recommend if you're a new student, regardless of if you're in a hot yoga class or not, sit by the door, always sit by the door. And the reason for that is like Nicole said, if you feeling like the vibe is off and you're not really feeling it, you can leave quietly without having to roll your mat up and walk across the motherfucking room and, you know, um, and make a dramatic exit. You can, <laughs> you feel me? You can just quietly pick up your shit and go. Um, so, um, you know, hey, Pauline, good morning. Glamazon Yogi was good. Um, so you want to just, you know, if you sit yourself by the door, you can always exit and it doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. You can just quietly excuse yourself. Um, or if you need to take a break, right? If you just like, Ooh, I just needed a breather. I just needed a moment. Let me go outside and just breathe for a minute. And then I can come back in here. So, um, if you're new and even if you're not new, maybe you're just new to the studio, sit your ass by the door. So you could just, yes. if you need to dip, you could dip. People staying. Oh, hell no. That shit was too hot. Oh, thank you, Pauline. I appreciate you. She said she liked my hair wrap. Um, yeah, we don't need anybody fainting and passing out and 911 being called. Please manage yourselves. This is where that power of choice comes in. You know your ass felt woozy. Take your ass out the class, please. Just go outside, you know? Did you read what they told you? I'm sure they said he's like, be hydrated. Did you follow the protocol? Please hydrate. Please hydrate. Please hydrate. Especially in a yoga class, bring your own water. Bring your water bottle. Please bring it. No matter what kind of class you're in, always bring water. Your body is moving. Like Nicole said, you're massaging your internal organs with your breath, with your movements. Things are getting eliminated or things are are being stimulated to eliminate. So you want to aid your body in the process. You've done all this work. You've done all these movements. You're breathing. You're moving your body. Help your body eliminate everything you've just wrung out um, in your organs and in your system so that it can help with the process of elimination to keep you, you know, nice and white. You know what I'm saying? So drink your water. Um, showers are good as well. Yes, definitely. Afterwards, nice cooling shower is great. Okay. Kundalini. Um, 
there's so many other types of yoga. Let me think. These are some of the main ones that you'll hear about. Um, you have Iyengar yoga, which I don't know a lot about, but my understanding of Iyengar yoga is that there's a heavy use of props. Um, and that it is, I'm pretty sure it's very alignment based as well. Um, another yoga that I actually want to tap into is Ashtanga. Woo, Ashtanga! It's none of that. Ashtanga is Ashtanga is something else. Ashtanga is like for serious for the serious yogis, okay? Um, look, and the reason why I say that is Ashtanga is probably one of the more strict types of yogas. So, um, and it's also physically challenging. So it's I practiced it one time. So, okay, true story. Um I had a homeboy named Manny. Um, yes, primary series. Um, <laughs> I had a homeboy named Manny who was, who came to one of my yin yoga classes, right? I told you I was teaching yin yoga at a studio and he was like, oh, we should all, um, you know, get together, me, him and another girl to come through to his pad and do, um, some Ashtanga yoga with him. Right. So I'm like, cool. I wanted to try it out. Let's see what it is. You know? So I get there. I had like somewhere to be at certain, like a couple hours later. And we was like, this shit was like 90 minutes or like two hours. He was like, this is like a two hour practice. Normally they don't be playing no music. I'm like, <sighs> so, and there's all kinds of like the jump backs and flip throughs. I mean, it call it calls on a lot of strength. Okay. And so Ashtanga Again, um, there's I think there's a primary and a secondary. I don't know if there's a third series, tertiary. I'm not sure, but so essentially, it is a sequence of postures. This is another practice that is very specific to the postures, um, and a lot of times, traditionally, this type of yoga is not practiced with music. So this is like strict Indian style yoga. You know what I'm saying? No music. We doing these poses. We in our breath. We're fully <laughs> present, right? Like that's how Ashtanga is. And most people that practice Ashtanga follow a vegetarian or a, a pretty strict vegetarian diet. It is very challenging. Yes. Okay. There is a tertiary. Okay. Um, so it is a very challenging practice. Um, and it's pretty remarkable what some of these Ashtanga yogis can do. When somebody tells me that they uh, practice Ashtanga yoga or they teach it, I'm like, fucking salute. Because that's, that's not no cakewalk. That's not gentle yoga. That's not slow flow. <laughs> it's not that, but it's, but it's incredible. So Ashtanga yoga is a dope practice. Um, my friend went through a teacher, well, someone who used to be a friend, um, was a Ashtanga yoga teacher and let me know that during that time they had them on a vegan vegetarian diet. And basically she just continued with that afterwards. So it's a very, uh, intentional, serious, like this is, this is a serious practice, right? Um, Jennifer says, I finished two days on the bed, but after my first course of Ashtanga, <laughs> but even is not about performance. Ashtanga is a perfect metric to see your advancement. Nice. Yeah. You will, you will notice your strength over time because you're practicing the same series of postures over and over. Right. So you're going to see your progress because the poses that were once challenging for you will not be as challenging for you later as you get stronger and you understand the sequence and you go through. So, um, no music, hella back bands. <laughs> I took my teacher, I took my teacher training included Ashtanga. Yeah. 
yeah, I think Ashtanga is beautiful. And, you know, again, all of these practices, most of these practices have some type of vinyasa flow vibes in them. So a lot of the postures you'll find will be similar. No matter what kind of yoga you do, you're going to find similarities in the postures. You know, when we talk about yin yoga, it's just an extended, um, as we talked about, you know, vinyasa having that little curve. This part of the practice, that in piece, the dessert, that's the yin yoga, for example, right? Um, you're practicing yin type poses. So everything is everything, right? Yoga is yoga. But um, we just practice it differently and there's different emphasis, etc. rules, if you will, or just, you know, ways to practice and so on. Um, Shannon says, yes, and you'll definitely see the progress in strength and alignment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful practice. Um, and it, it makes you stronger. It definitely, if you're look so Ashtanga yoga would be good for you. If you are looking for physical strength, if you want to be able to, to see that advancement, um, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. She lightweight, right? Like I'm not even gonna lie. That's kind of how it okay. was. Yeah. Okay. So for all y'all in here who do it, salute. 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 Okay. Because that's amazing stuff. So yeah, Ashtanga. If you're, you know, it might be considered a more advanced level of yoga. Um. So maybe get your feet wet in some yin. Get your feet wet in some vinyasa stuff, and then see, you know, step into some Ashtanga. Um. I think it's a it's a nice little progression. So. Yes. Okay. And then you have like, I believe bhakti yoga, Ooh, don't kill me if I'm wrong, but I believe bhakti yoga uh, is a, like a chanting yoga. So it's a yoga that focuses more on chanting um, and song, right? Sound. Um, there is also what's called Kriya yoga, which uh, Paramahansa Yogananda talks about, which is about ascension. You know, again, we talk about this idea of transcendence, right? So you know, all in all, through all of this, these practices, yes, you are building strength, right? Whether it's mental strength, physical strength, um, spiritual strength, even emotional strength, you're building strength on these, on these different tiers. Um, you're building awareness, right? Having a greater awareness of yourself, whether it's noticing, wow, this pose was really challenging for me last week. It's not so challenging for me now. Awareness, or whether it's comedic yoga and sahu pose, mummy pose, where you're like, wow, I can feel my body is here, but I also feel like there's some, like I'm bigger than that, right? There's this energy of me that's bigger than that. Awareness. Um, wow, you know, I'm noticing a lot of negative self-talk in this vinyasa class. Um, so-and-so got her foot all the way to her neck and I can't, <laughs> you know, my mind don't even bend like that awareness, right? So we're developing awareness. We're developing strength. We're developing, um, 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 I forgot what the, the hell the other one I just said. I'm, I don't even know. Awareness, but, strength, awareness. Yeah. Awareness, you know. strength. Um, and you're, you know, you're just developing a connection with yourself. So all of these things allow you to get to know yourself better, right? From whether it's, Understanding how you're talking to yourself and, and changing that narrative and the way that you do that to understanding where you might be holding emotional heaviness in your body and giving yourself permission to release that to <clears throat> maybe opening up and noticing a spiritual unfoldment through a Kundalini practice or whatever. We're unfolding, we're developing our connection with ourselves. 
yes, breath control, so understanding and, and seeing the science of your breath working in action, right? How your breath yeah. is actually impacting your nervous system or how it's helping you get through the postures, et cetera. So it's all awareness and intention um, and just understanding that this is all about developing a greater connection to yourself um, and evolving, you know, and changing and evolving and also just recognizing and, and acknowledging that you may be at a different place any particular day and that there's different types of yoga that can support you to meet you where you are, depending on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. And, you know, as I heard you list all the benefits and all the things that, that come with it, I, I really have a, a, the word that keeps coming to me is appreciation. Um, and that would be for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to say there's this type of yoga that exists and I'm doing it. It's another thing to be in it and appreciate that you're doing it mm-hmm. and to appreciate that you keep coming back to yourself and to appreciate the metrics of strength and noticing You know, this was difficult for me two weeks ago, and now there's a less degree of, uh, yes, gratitude for where you are. I mean, it really, 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 as I'm listening to how you talk, I think you talk about yoga so so romantically, but I really think it just, every time I hear you, I'm like, yeah, but I think because I've listened to you for over the year, I don't walk into it with, I'm going to get this down. Versus, oh, this is going to be something I'm really, I'm really going to get. So I think my why is very clear. Mm. I think before you, I was searching yoga because, again, I thought it was something you do to relax. I thought it was something you do to to, to just stop thought for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, you stop thought, you slow down, you do these things. And now after listening to you, um, I'm understanding that it's really, really, really essential to developing that connection with self and having appreciation for self. Um, Cause how many times when it's just you, I've heard you say it's just you and yourself on that mat. So nobody gets the credit y'all when you're, you're on your mat and you're doing these things and you, nobody else gets the credit. Mm-hmm. Not your instructor, mm-hmm. not the originator of the practice. Mm-hmm. When you are on your mat doing it, that is you. Mm-hmm. That is you and you get to, you get to tell your body, thank you. You get to tell your mind to relax. I mean, I just think it's, it just sounds like the more, the more and more I hear, I want to go there. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a place I want to (laughs) go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, as outlined by the, by the yogis and even comedic yoga as well, the ultimate goal of your yoga practice, well, your yoga practice is one piece of several pieces. Like we talked about yamas and niyamas, right? We did all that for a couple of months. If you go back in the old podcast episodes, you can find those. Yamas, niyamas, asana, the physical practice, the breath control, the turning the attention inwards and noticing what's happening internally, the um, withdrawal of the senses and under, you know moving away from the physical body, fleshy, and knowing that you're more than that to then moving into a meditative state, to then, you know, the goal is spiritual enlightenment, right? And when I, when I, I'll never forget when someone told me this, I never forgot it. I don't remember who it was, but that enlightenment is about lightening the load. It's about becoming light, right? It's about, it's not about what are all of these things that you can learn and take on and all of that. It's more about removing stuff, yes, letting things, taking things off, 
so you can really be the essence of who you really are, the golden Buddha, right? Yeah, that's the, the, the episode a while back, the golden Buddha. You know, you are this amazing, beautiful, wise, all encompassing, all powerful, boundless being that is just had stuff piled on top of it and kind of forgot that that's where you are. So this practice is also to help you remove those things so that you can get back to that essence and realize you have power, you have choice, you can create a life that you want, you can live life how you want to live it. Um, and I think that, that that idea of transcendence and that, like you talked about during that practice, no matter what was going on in the world, you were up here, right? Like you were up here. And so yeah. the transcendence of this practice and the beauty of this practice also is that as you are able to transcend, right? You're able to take the role of observe, of observer and recognize, okay, this is what's happening in the world right now. Cool. I realize that this is just something that's playing out, but I'm up here still and I have governance over how I manage myself, my emotions, whatever in the situation. Like life is going to do life. I still have this other element of myself that is beyond that, that is not yes. impacted by those things. Your spirit is so much bigger, boundless, all powerful thing that lives inside of you. Tap into that, right? Yeah. That's what we want to tap into in this practice is that boundless divine essence that you are that can create and manifest anything, right? I'm big on manifestation. You guys know, and you can create anything. It's, it's when we're so attached to the physical realities that we can't see outside of that, that we get chained to literally those physical realities. If we think, yeah. you know, this is all, you know money is energy. This is switching conversation, but just as an example, we know that money is energy. It's an exchange of energy. I do these things and you give me this, right? And then I use that for these things. So it's all an exchange of energy. When we stop, when we start to realize that our money doesn't come from our employer, right? It doesn't come from whatever the government check or the retirement or this or that. It's beyond that. If we can tap into that energetic source and then tell it what we want and then be willing to do the work to get it, then we see manifestation occurring. We have to realize it's beyond that. So I just wanted to drop that and let you know that the practice is helpful in just allowing you to see beyond your physical self. So I'm eating a black bean brownie, by the way. You talked about that you made those. Yeah. yeah, I put it in my email. If you're on my email newsletter, I, I'm thinking about, let me know if you guys would be interested in this. I'm thinking about, I make a lot of recipes from Pinterest. Oh, the kitty. Oh, how cute. I wish I had a cat. Man. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, you do. <laughs> I, I do. Um, so I was thinking about putting together a list of all the recipes I like to make and have it like on a page where you guys can go and click on there because I make a lot of, I cook a lot at home and a lot of the recipes I, I use, I, um, some of them I do myself, but a lot of them I get from Pinterest. So if you guys are interested, I can kind of make a list and put it in my bio, one of the bio buttons. If y'all are interested in seeing some of the stuff I've been eating and recipes, let me know if that's something you guys would want. Um, and I can compile a little list. But I did send a couple of them out on my email newsletter here recently. So, okay, y'all. Any thoughts, comments, or questions before we close out? 
Y'all got quiet on this little last piece. <laughs> Everybody's thinking about what kind of class they're going to start taking now. I know, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And I love these conversations because I also think it helps to provide clarity. Because it's okay to look back and go, maybe that's why it didn't work for me. Or, oh, I can see now at that time, like I wasn't in the headspace, mm-hmm. mental space for mm-hmm. that practice. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you might have just thought, oh, it's the teacher. It could have been the instructor or something, but I do yeah. think these conversations are good just for you to be able to look back at your practice and go, oh, that this makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're now fully feeling a pull to do something new, I think Angie did a great job of talking about what's out there. So now you can, you know, go forward with more confidence or understand like, yeah, maybe I've just evolved. Maybe I've just grown in my practice to another place and I want to experience it. And I'm a big believer sometimes going to do something different will give you an appreciation for what you were already doing. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you go do something different, like another job, and you're like, you know, you know what I'm appreciating about that last thing. You kind of go back to it, you know, with a little more mm-hmm. renewed sense of appreciation. Absolutely. And I think the main thing that I want people to take away is just that, if you've gone to a class and you thought, I, I just don't want people to think yoga is not for them because they tried a particular style or they had a bad experience with a teacher and they're just like, oh, yoga's not for me. Just give yourself the opportunity to try different st- styles of yoga first and then see, right? Like, yeah. it's just like eating at a restaurant. You might have just ordered the wrong thing. Maybe you need to go back and give it a second chance or maybe that chef just, maybe it was a different chef. You know what I mean? And when you go yeah. the next time, you have the same thing and you're like, wow. That, that didn't taste the same as the last time I ordered it. So just give yeah. yourself that opportunity. You know, if you'll give a restaurant a second chance, give yourself a second chance um, at a practice. Yeah. So you, you, you had a why. You had a why you were interested. And right. that doesn't go anywhere. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that I, I tell people um, all the time in therapy, like, you wouldn't feel this bad if it didn't mean that much. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, people, oh, well, I moved on, and blah, 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 blah. Mm, <laughs> you had a why. You, there was a why there. And that why doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you aspire to look into yoga, and or if you're in it, and now you're feeling a pull to, to go somewhere else, honor that why. Because mm-hmm. that is your your connection of self saying, let's go, go with me. And when you don't keep up with your evolved self, it hurts. When you don't keep up with your evolved self, oh man, it's, you, we call it, we call it, uh, I just feel lost. I feel disconnected. And that's because your creative spiritual self has evolved and it stands in the place of where you said you want to go. I want to do this, 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 and this, and this. But then our physical, but I work nine to five. I have a kid, I have a this. And your spiritual self doesn't stop. It, it literally keeps going. And when, when you don't close the gap, mm. the depression, the anxiousness, mm. the, the tired, the, it, it starts. because, wow. And it has to feel that bad, not because you're not worthy of keeping up with your higher self, not because your higher self is saying, well, I'm out of here. It feels that bad because emotion is usually the thing that helps you um, Activate. In motion. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about energy in motion. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, encourage you to, to get back to your why for yoga um, and understand that your higher self, evolved self, stands exactly where you want to be. And it will feel uncomfortable because you're not moving towards it. And 
I tell you, if you take one step, if you look online and just research one of these things, you're going to feel relief. Mm-hmm. You know that's why? It's because you're now taking a step towards mm-hmm. your ego self. Come on, Nicole. So you don't have to like go get in a class today. Just read about it. Have you ever noticed if you read about something, you feel a sense of curiosity mm-hmm. and wonder being on this on this uh, Instagram live today, right. you're going to feel inspired. That is an indicator to you. What I want you all to know is that's an indicator that you are moving in the right direction and you're closing the gap between your evolved self and the dreams you said you wanted and where you are now standing. Nicole. If you ever, (laughs) if you're ever in doubt, if if you're feeling like shit, it's almost like I want you to just be like, well, my evolved self is here, but Nicole is looking here. Okay. And my evolved self is standing in the position I want to be, what if you aspire to be an instructor? What if you aspire to be a, a, a wellness entrepreneur? Well, your higher self is standing there radiating the, the, the energy that you need. So if you can just turn your head this way, you'll feel relief. Mm. And if you can just turn your head this way, Damn. you'll feel a lot of relief. Wow. And that's, that's everything. Relief is your indicator that you're closing the Oof, gap. Nicole. Man. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That was powerful. Um, that was super powerful. I love that. Um, have you all ever had any discussions around groups of people that think yoga is witchcraft or demonic? Some of my Christian friends have this belief. Yeah. So I, at at base level, what are we, what are we really doing? Breathing and moving. That's all we're really doing, right? Is breath and movement. So I like to break it down to base level. Because if people, if people just realize that, and here's the other thing, most of those people probably don't know, hey, Mr. Lewis, most of those people don't know that yoga originated in Kemet, in Egypt. So I wonder if they would have a different thought if that's the first thing that they knew, because a lot of them think it's coming from India and that there's all this religious stuff tied to it. And it's not necessarily that there's religious things tied to it, it's that there's an embodiment of different deities in the practice that represent different principles, right? Just like Kemetic yoga has different deities, if you will, or what they would call Netaru, that um, are in relation to the practice and have inspired certain postures because they are reflective of certain um, principles or ideas that you would want to embody. So um, like like justice and harmony and um, evolution and, and, and wisdom, right? These are concepts that that are embodied by different Netaru or deities that doing these postures is what you want to get to. So that's all that that really is. But when it boils down to it, A, I would tell them, well, did you know that it actually originates in Kemet? And B, all that it really is is breath and movement. So just like prayer is the same as meditation, essentially, is very similar. So um, I, yeah, I don't subscribe to that whole it's religious and it's, I think that that's fucking stupid quite frankly. Um, it's breath and movement. And if you go, if you go exercise at the gym and you're just more mindful of your breath, you're kind of practicing yoga right there. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just breath and movement at the bottom line. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that I, I can't do it with them. My mom said that when I first started and I was like, with all due respect, are you dumb? You don't know anything about it. So you just throw that on it. Yeah. People, they just, they don't know. And then they just start judging. Like, have you, have you ever practiced yoga? I would just ask, have you ever done it? Well, I think that kind of speaks to, again, generations as well. And, yeah. you know, if you're, you know, if you do your own family lineage, you know, what they're coming out of, 
if Christianity is all you're given, to do anything other than that must be demonic. Mm. To do anything other than that. So, you know, while some people will say things like that, there's also just a fear base that you've been taught that if it isn't Jesus, right. then it's it's wrong. Right. Um, and so I don't, you know, a lot of people are maybe, like we say, ignorant or dumb. But at the same time, if you look at different generations, you know, it's like the Golden Buddha. I'm going to throw shit on it Mm -hmm. because that's what I was taught. So I'm going to throw shit on yoga Mm -hmm. because if you go do yoga, you may get in a cult and something bad may happen to you. And and then it's on me. Like, go, you her mama. Why are you not that girl who do that yoga? (laughs) You know, we have to take generational uh, context into place. And then to also understanding that to get exposed to new things was dangerous. So that's why I love that you're again for especially for women of color, especially people coming from Christian backgrounds, black the black church. I love what you stand for and I love that you make it accessible. I love that you demonstrate what it looks like. I love that you are asking other people to do that as well. Because there's just a lot of fear around it because it's unknown. Exactly. That's all it is, is fear of the unknown. People just don't understand. Hey Kim, you missed it. We're about to get off, but you know you can catch it back on the podcast. Um, people have to label things negatively when they don't know or fear that others will look at them differently. Yeah. It's just, all I'm doing is breathing and moving and what's wrong with that. And I understand when people do that, that's like, y'all, that's like your amygdala. Your amygdala thinks everything is dangerous. Mm. (laughs) Your amygdala in your brain, it it, it does not know what it is. Like, it's literally like a, like the the snake in the stick. You're walking along, you see something that looks like a snake, and what do you do? (laughs) You jump back, and then your cortex is like, hey, that's a stick. But I don't have, I can't afford, I can't afford for it not to be a stick. So your victim is like, and then you move, and you look around and see who saw you jump. And, I mean, you know, I always look around like, do you already see that? Right. Um, so yoga is like, is it a stick? Is it a stick? You know what I mean? And if you don't know, so it's, again, I always, I'm, I'm trying to get to this place where understanding when people are telling you, no, don't do that, they're really coming from a place of wanting to keep you safe. Yeah. So you just acknowledge that. You just acknowledge it and you just say, I understand in order for you to stay safe, you don't come outside or you don't you don't do yoga, but you know, I'm gonna do my research and blah 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 blah. But it's like your big dilla. People just are like like snake. No, it's a steak. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um it's just and it's education, you know what I mean? It's just it's just helping people also understand if that's something that you feel inclined that you want to do the labor of to show people facts or information that, Hey, this is the benefits of meditation. (laughs) I personally, I don't, I can't, I can't deal. Like I'm not going to have that conversation. They'll ask you, you know, you seem different lately. You seem da 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 lately. What's going on? (laughs) Straight up. Be the embodiment of the transformation. Be the, mm -hmm, be the example. So, yeah, um, that's on that. Okay, lovelies, we are way over time, but it was good. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Thank all of you for coming through. Um, It's good, yeah. So I'm thinking that for this next month, we are going to dive into more of the entrepreneurial stuff for aspiring wellness entrepreneurs. So I'm thinking for next month, I'd really like to spend more time talking about some of the backend stuff about brand building, um, you know, reaching your community, connecting with your community, creating content, 
um, you know, in the wellness space, but I know many of you are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or aspiring business owners or yoga teachers who are looking to continue to grow um, your offerings and what you offer. And I just think it'd be, it's really a timely time right now to talk more about that with the fact that things are getting to be more, you know, um, virtual and online and digital. And I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon, even beyond when we move through all this stuff. I think there's still going to be, you know, a tendency or an emphasis towards online offerings and stuff like that. So I thought it would be a good time to share with you guys some of the things that I know about what I've done to build this platform that essentially allows me to share wellness, these types of conversations, to have um, experiences to host for you guys that really offer all of these benefits we've been talking about. And so I'd love to talk to you more about the back end things of that. And of course, we'll always include a little bit of wellness in there, but I just thought it'd be, it'd be dope. So um, I'm happy to have your suggestions. If you want, DM me, let me know. Um, other than that, thank you guys for coming through. We're live every Wednesday on Instagram at 10 a.m. PST. And if you miss anything that we do on Instagram live, um, you can find us at the Afro Yoga Podcast, anywhere you stream podcasts. You can check all of the previous episodes, and this one will be live later today. So other than that, thank you guys so much. We love you. Thank you, thank you. Check out the new offerings on at the link in the bio. A lot of great stuff coming, including the online yoga studio. So um, check us out, and we will be um, with you guys next Wednesday. All right. Yes, yes. Thank you, Nicole. Love you. Thank Air you, hugs. Love you. Air hugs, everybody. Yes. Love you. Bye. Okay. Yes, see you next week. Yep. Ciao.